Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We're also on the clock. Uh, We've got Thursday night uh, football, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Arkansas State, App State. (laughs) Joe Lisi's going to step up, and we're going for two with Joe Lisi on the program. We'll break down uh, tonight's uh, Thursday nighters with Joe Lisi and the Big Ten returns, Big Ten kickoff on Friday night. Uh, Of course, we talked about Illinois and Wisconsin Earlier in the week, we'll preview the conference. FanDuel's got Big Ten Futures uh, up. Can anybody knock off the Ohio State Buckeyes? Nebraska will be the first ones to try this Saturday. They're getting 26 and a half points. We're breaking it all down to Reggie Red at Cam Store. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Marenzi? Yeah, just getting ready for this uh, football game tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I really I really believe that the G-Men are going to give Philadelphia all that they can handle in this game tonight. It's going to be an old-school grind them out. You talk about it. I wish the game was being played in a rainstorm, in mud. I want to see, you know, just banging and crashing. Should be a lot of fun there. I don't know if I you have any action on the 730. Oh, Arkansas State Red Wolves and... Appalachian State Mountaineer game. Yeah, well, I look forward. We, we already have the Red Wolf uh, sound effect in the can. We're going to have to uh, step up and in with some Mountaineer uh, sound effects uh, as well. Uh, but when you talked about uh, looking forward to the game uh, tonight, I assumed I assumed you were talking about the Sunbelt game because, like, I know you're not a Giant <laughs> or an Eagle fan, and unless no. you're a Giant or an Eagle fan, is anybody looking forward uh, to this football game uh, this evening? It's a train wreck. Uh, but they can sell it. It's a first-place uh, showdown. The winner of this football game uh, will be in first place. And we talked about it, guys, about how bad this division is. And it's not like just, you know, talk. Uh, it's not just talk. They are bad, historically bad. And I actually think that six wins might win this division. Six yep. wins. It'll be the, the lowest division winner ever. Can it get as low as five? Can we have a five a five team win uh, the division? They gotta they gotta play each other. That's the problem, Gabe. We'll hope for six. There could be ties. Actually, there could be ties. Yes, <laughs> there could be more ties. Uh, so yeah, New York Ugh. Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. So listen, it's, it's, an, it's an NFL game, and there's going to be a ton of money uh, bet on it. And it, as crazy as it sounds, the winner of this football game actually will be in first place 
in this division. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, the New York Giants, plus 850 to win the division. That's, that's a good number. Like, when you consider the Cowboys and the Eagles are in the pick'em range, and then there's that big drop-off, the Eagles are no good. And I have, I'm worried about this game. I can't lie. I'm going to monitor my units. I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, but I, I have my concerns about this game because I just can't lay points with the Philadelphia Eagles can. But I understand all the problems that the New York Giants do have. But let's be real. You look at the New York Giants, they're a better football team on the road than they are at the Meadowlands. All right? Um, it's, just, it's factual. Yeah. It's factual. Yes. If you look, they, they went to Los Angeles. They were double-digit underdogs. They hung around with the they Rams. They could have won that game. All afternoon yeah, long. Right. Exactly. They were in the game. They went to Chicago where the Bears are a 5 and one football team, whatever the hell they are now. Barely. Barely. They, they hung. They covered, yep. right? They were in that football game. Dallas Cowboys, they were up big. They could have won. They covered. They've actually been good on the road. It's not just this year. They were good on the road last year. Uh, Danny uh, Danny Dimes is better on the road for one reason or another. And, in fact, they're 13-2, Camp. 13-2 and two, uh, against the spread. Their last 15 road uh, games as an under. Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morenci. Cam Stewart, as you can hear, is excited for the Red Wolf game. Was that your Red Wolf uh, earlier? Is that no, was like, no, no. That was my that reaction was a, to your n- note about the Giants. Ooh, I like that ATS number, baby. I like it. The Giants, Giants are 13 and 2 against the spread, their last 15 uh, road underdog uh, rolls. And that's what they're in uh, here tonight. Uh, you know, Say what you will about uh, say what you will about the, the New York Giants, but they do have a lot of talent. People don't realize it, but they actually do have a lot of good players on their team, and the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles do not. Right, like when I when I just when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, quarterback play it's bad. Carson Wentz is an average quarterback. All right, and there's no more excuses. Yeah, but no. Yeah, but yeah, 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 but yeah, 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 but whatever. All right, prisons are full of yeah buts right now. Um, yeah, but uh, doesn't pay the rent. Yeah, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have that, you know, I get it. He does it, but he also turns the ball over uh, too much. Offensive line, Cam, well, Dr. David Chow will join us. I don't know if there's ever been a more beaten up offensive line in the history of the NFL. (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating. I remember Chow said last week, he's never seen as many offensive linemen on an injury list as, as you have with the Eagles. Wide receivers, they don't have any wide receivers. Skill position players, bad. Ill position of Sanders out, Ertz, nope, gone, gone, bad. Wide receivers, bad running back, Boston Scott, meh, meh. Defense, secondary, bad. Linebackers, bad. What are we, what are we looking at here? Doug Peterson, bad. As bad as Joe, and I don't know about Joe Judge. I'm not a big Joe Judge guy, but whatever. Doug Peterson to me is not a great coach, Kev. I don't fear Doug Peterson. I fear Frank Reich and Doug Peterson together. Peterson without Frank Reich, uh, he's like a lost child at the mall looking for mommy. Um, you know, uh, where, where's my mom? Where's her? Help me, please. Um, that's a little harsh, actually. He's not a lot. Yeah, well, that's what I, I was just going to say. Even, I don't know, Gabe. That was a little harsh for you, buddy. It's good analogy. Yeah, but I get huh? your draft. I get your drift. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's, that's, I'm telling that's you, That's Ryan Fitzpatrick in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. somebody took my job. I, I'm not the starter anymore. Uh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Decisions continues. <laughs>
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game time decisions continues. I am Gable Red, so we're kicking it uh, with the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, we're on the clock. We've got a couple of football games on top of this evening. App State laying 13 and a half at FanDuel right now. 69 and a half is the total. Of course, Arkansas State uh, were involved in that crazy game last week in which we hit the in-game overs all the way up uh, to 111 and a half. <laughs> That's where we lost. We got greedy, but uh, we went like 6-1 and one in the Arkansas State football game with the totals last week. They fired a bunch of coaches after Ken. They won the football game, but they yep. the, they fired the defensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator's assistant. <laughs> like basically, can't really blame two them. Coaches got pretty fired bad. for giving up fifty-two <laughs> points to Georgia State. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, if, if defense is your game, uh, employment's not going to be. Uh, you're, you, it's not oh, happening man. for you for a long time. That's tough. Well, they, you thought it was a little harsh because I called, uh, I said, Doug Peterson's like a uh, little kid lost at the mall, uh, crying, yeah. looking for his parents, said, ah, that's a little harsh, um, Renzi, and you're willing to fire the coordinator. I wouldn't have fired the coordinator. Yeah. You're Arkansas State. You're supposed to have a bad defense. You're in the Sun Belt. Yeah, like, I guess. I guess, Maranci. <laughs> but it, 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 I, I'm just saying it's kind of like an ongoing story. It doesn't really change week to week. 50 here, 48 here, 59. Like, it's just like after a while, it's like, you're right. Is I don't know. It, like, it's the players. What? No, it's the theme of football in the pandemic has been no defense. Although we yeah, had a bunch of others last week. Uh, in the NFL. Yep. I got to tell you, though, Cam, you know, everyone knows I love to bet my overs. 69 and a half. Uh, I want to wait for the end game on this one. I want to wait on And, you know, this is, this is going to be interesting. I look forward to Lisey's take on this. But, guys, you got to realize App State have not played a football game in nearly a month. The last time that these guys were on a field was September the 26th. They've had a bunch of cancellations and stuff. Yeah. And, uh well, they haven't played in nearly a full month, guys. But we've seen teams that have been so-called cold and rusty actually cover, to be honest. Yep. Yet, it's the similar situation with everyone. It's played out. They'll kind of be average and stumble in the first quarter. Uh, right around midway through the second quarter, it starts to click. Second half, you wouldn't know that they haven't played in a month. 
It's like one one of those type of deals. They pick it up fast, these kids. Yet I'm I'm coming out of the gate strong here, Ken. Give me uh, and if we can, give me a Red Wolf, uh, Parker. Give me a, you know, get 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 uh, the Red Wolves ready. The pack of Red Wolves are they're gathering right now. Give me the Red Wolves in the first quarter, Cam. First quarter. first quarter. Wow, that's a so what you're so basically the first camper that's come on come on the land, the Red Wolf's waiting and he's ready to take a chunk out of his leg early. Like boom. Oh, yeah, Nobody's yeah. safe. They don't get to sleep. I'm not, they don't I'm have to little the the fire. Anything like I'm going right in. I'm going right in. <laughs> yeah, the wolf sounds angry. He's pissed. I will say this though, that total is really high. Five and a yeah, half. Five, plus yeah, five and by a six half in the first quarter. Yeah. I like where you're going with this total, though, because I remember even App State. I know they haven't played in a while, but surprisingly, a lot of those games went under with the Mountaineers. Like, you assume they're just this they're team that defense. goes, oh, we're going to. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. They actually do play some defense, and you don't get that in the belt. But I will say uh, that total might be a little bit too high. But, yeah, Gabe, you're, you're going for it, buddy. I got a lot of my units already tied up in this uh, Thursday night football debacle, so good luck to you. I might have a small play in the game. I'm probably going to go under in this uh, college game. So New York Giants right now getting four and a half points. The total is 44 and a half. We'll run through the props. A couple of situations uh, that I think uh, we can take advantage of. Uh, in this game. Uh, so total at 44 and a half. I know a lot of people are just sort of assuming there's going to be no points put up on the board uh, in this game, uh, Cam. Uh, you're thinking about the, the, the Giants pedestrian offense, uh, but they have been, their offense has been better on the road. And I don't know how you feel about the historical contacts between these uh, teams, uh, but they don't play to a lot of unders. They're seven and three to the over. The last 10 times they played, the last time they played, it went over. And the last time they played, the Philadelphia Eagles won 34 to 17. Mm, I don't like that 17. number. No, this, that's, that's sort of a score that scares me tonight. Like, this game <laughs> yes. sort of has that feel to it tonight, doesn't it? Yes. It no. I'm going to tell you something, Marenzi. That's a number that I don't deal with. Uh, anything over 11 and a half for the Eagles ah, ah, means I'm a dead man and the bird's going to be picking my carcass up. I, I, I'm telling you, I think the Giants can hang. I think they can win this game outright. Uh, the Eagles have a lot of problems there. I, it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I don't want to be uh, Mike Middle, but I will say this. I think the Giants, I, I, I agree with you. I think there could be more points in the game. You're getting these guys at 11 and a half. I might go over and under and hope for the middle. I don't think the Giants are going to lose this game by 12 or more points, Gabe. I think they hang. If I think they can win the game, I'll definitely take the points. I mean, does it really matter what happened with Eli Manning there? No, right? That's a different Giant no, football no. team. So we could. Take- I agree. Daniel Jones has played them twice, Cam. He played them twice. He he got them twice uh, last year, and he's one and one against the spread. The Eagles beat him in overtime uh, once. Actually, in Philadelphia, the Eagles were nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and the Giants lost by six. Remember that They lost by six. They hung around. That's what I'm going to bank on, too. I'm taking the – I'm going to take whoever Joe Lisi's taking. (laughs) Me, too. We're going to wait. Now, whatever (laughs) Joe Lisi says – Joe Lisi's joining us next. Whatever Lisi yes. says, I'm in. Except I say that because I already know what Joe Lisi's going to take tonight. I can read his mind like you can now. Uh, yeah, you know my best. 
Joe Cam will be taking the raise. He'll be taking. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's true. I would say if I had ten bets, you'd get nine out of them right. Maybe ten if you're really feeling Lisi, it. Yeah, you can read my mind. All I'm going to yeah. tell you is Joe Lisi lives about a twenty minute drive from the Meadowlands. Who do you think he's? Oh, on? nice. <laughs> he claims I'm to be a I'm hoping that, fan. I'm he's hoping the Giants. Every week he's on the Jets and the Giants. The Jets and the Giants. But he's smart enough not to be on Rutgers every week. Yes. That's true. That's true. Rutgers, Rutgers he passes on. But uh, it should be an interesting game. I don't know. It's one of these games where it is interesting because who knows what's going to happen, Cam, right? It's like, what you, it's what you said scenarios. before. Like if I told How you, you the Eagles win this game 31-17, be like, yeah, yeah, I guess the Giants. I kind of knew the Giants. So, yeah. if if yeah. the Giants lost, if the Giants lost twenty three twenty in a heartbreak at the end, yeah, you'd that's you know perfect. I mean? That's perfect. <laughs> that's that's everything. Twenty three twenty covers everything I want to do with this game. That is fantastic, Gabe. Please make that score. Actually, I want the Giants to win outright. I don't have the I'd power, rather cheer Kevin, for them than the Eagles. I know. I, I wish I you did. did have the power. Hey, we I do. Wish I did. We I do. Could just say. The final score will be 23-20. It is written and done. For whoever changes this outcome will rot in hell for eternity. I don't have that power. I don't have that, like, I don't have the want, like that that want. Once in a while, I have the weird visions, but I'm not having a vision tonight. Oh, yeah. What was my last vision? Lisa, you like this one. Oh, Gabe, I'm predicting the Detroit Lions draft to a great vision, Cam. <laughs> I must have been on some bad medication. <laughs> oh, Gabe, I had a dream last night that well, Tua got drafted by the Lions. It's a hunch. You know, so you're 0-1 with your dream I just, uh, trends. Yeah, yeah my dream reaction. sucked. Hey, here's the deal, though. Philadelphia, four-and-a-half-point favorites. You talked about it, Gabe. Look at these guys that they're missing. If, if Jan, Daniel Jones can protect the ball, I'm not sure if Sterling Shepard's going to be back. He's got the turf toe, but Slayton's got a great relationship with him. Protect, protect, protect. Everything's going to be okay. Philadelphia with those injuries shouldn't be having to win by five points in this game. It's a divisional game. Uh, and you said it. The thing I like about the Giants is they grinded. They, they they played the Rams tough on the road. They almost beat the Bears. They played tight in those games. I'm not laying four and a half with the Eagles. Get bent. It's time for Daniel Jones to step up. You know, we talked about no excuses, no excuses uh, for anybody really in sports now. And there's no excuses talking about no. It's no excuses for Carson Wentz. There's no excuses for 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 Danny Dimes. And the fact is, Daniel Jones has the, the Giants have better skill position players than the Eagles do. Uh, we'll get Lisi's mm-hmm. take on this when he joins us from a player personnel standpoint. But I'm making the argument that the Giants are a better team on paper right now. All right. Right now, they have better players than the Philadelphia Eagles do. The Eagles are without six starters. Six starters. All right. We break it down. It's true. Game time decision. Continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table – 
with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gable Brent. We're kicking it with the Raging Redhead. Uh, Cam Stewart countdown to kickoff uh, is on a little more than an hour away. We've got college of football, and I guess we could call it pro football. They do play in the <laughs> NFC East, and I believe that is uh, the NFL. Let's bring in uh, Joe Lisi uh, right now. You can catch me and Joe Lisi Sunday afternoons. You can catch uh, Mike Blewett and Joe Lisi Saturday mornings uh, right here on the grid. Joe, it's a pleasure. What's going on, Joe? Oh, it's the triumvirate, guys. I mean, this should be a watch party. College and pro, we should be all sitting on a couch watching the games. Always a pleasure, guys. Uh, double, <laughs> double header uh, this evening. What do you think of the what? What game are you? Uh, what game are you going to have the sound on? Which game are you more interested in? The Sun Belt game or the NFC East game? Actually, it's going to be the NFL game. I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say that between the Giants and Carson Wentz and the Eagles, but I'm on the over tonight. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this matchup. I'm with you in, in terms of the Giants in this ball game. I think they're going to be in this ball game from start to finish. Give me the four and a half points. Give me them on the money line. I'm going to take the Giants plus 200, but I think there'll be a lot of points because of the turnovers for both quarterbacks. Every game we say it, right, Gabe? Carson Wentz and Danny Dimes, they're due for at least two turnovers each in this ballgame. Yeah, you know what? Daniel Jones has thrown an interception. I was taking a look at the interception uh, prop uh, camp. Will Daniel Jones throw an interception? It's almost like, I don't know, like, will the Giants' helmets be blue? Uh, type of thing, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess he probably will. But the Eagles' secondary is not great. There's only been one game. Daniel Jones has had one clean slate where he didn't throw an interception. We know Carson Wentz is a fumbling machine as well. Yes. And like you said, Joe, could lead to some shorter fields at 44 and a half. I'm interested in the over uh, as well. So as far as, guys, as far as the, the Philadelphia Eagles are concerned, six players, Miles Sanders out, Zach Ertz out, Alshon Jeffrey out, Malik Jackson out, uh, Jack Driscoll out, Kevon Wallace out. Uh, Joe, before you joined us, I made the argument – that right now, the New York Giants, on paper, have more talent, right? I mean, sports, it's always about talent. And who has more talent on the field tonight? The New York Giants. I understand the Giants are coming in as the underdogs, but if I'm the Giant organization, I, I, I expect to win this game. I want to win this game, and I'm not coming in here thinking, well, we're looking for a moral victory, Joe. I'm coming in here for a win. We're playing a wounded opponent. I get it. We're not 100% healthy. We don't have Saquon Barkley. Fine. Whatever, man. Devontae Freeman's fine. Barkley doesn't does anything anyways with the Giants. It's one of those weird deals. He's great, but he doesn't really produce all that much for them anyways. So I think on paper right now, the Giants are the more talented team on the field tonight, Joe. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, I do agree, and I think they have the better offensive line in terms of continuity and, and the ability to run the football more consistently after last week's performance against a solid defensive front in Washington. We said it before, Gabe, in terms of Sunday assessment, right? They've been in each and every ball game. They played Pittsburgh tough. They played Chicago tough. They had an opportunity to win both of those ball games in the fourth quarter. What more can you ask for? Now they're playing a beat-up team in terms of Philadelphia. You take away Zach Ertz. That's the security blanket for Carson Wentz. He's going to have to go to other playmakers like Greg Ward. Keep an eye out for Hakeem Butler, the former Iowa State standout. Played with Alan Lazard at plus 700. I think he could have some value for the Eagles in terms of, in terms of a touchdown prop in this ballgame. Uh, yeah, the props are going to be interesting uh, tonight. Uh, Cam, you look at the, the yep. Philadelphia Eagles uh, this year. They've got one win. They beat San Francisco on that Sunday yep. nighter. So they got one yep. win. They won by five, 25-20. But other than that, guys, you know, it's been ugly. Uh, it's been ugly for the Eagles uh, this year. They open up the season uh, with, with a 27-17 loss against Washington. We should note they had a 17-0 lead in that game. They, they gave up 27 unanswered points. Uh, they got drilled by the Rams the following week, 37-19. They laid – so it's almost a similar situation here, Cam, isn't it, in yep. which – they laid five and a half points to the Cincinnati Bengals. I would say the Bengals and the Giants are pretty freaking equal. Like if the Bengals were yeah. in the NFC East, they'd be competing for the title right now, right? So and and Gabe, and that game, that game was a they had a, that was a battle from yes. hell, and the Eagles had to come back. The Eagles, if you people didn't watch that game in overtime, they needed basically like eight yards to set up a field goal. They went backwards. There was a sack. Wentz <laughs> almost fumbled. It was no, it was a disaster. I'm like, these guys just go backwards. And let's remember one thing. People might look at that box score last week, and I was on the Eagles getting 10 against Baltimore. That was some backdoor action there. That game was really not as close as people think. So I've been watching the Eagles. They played one good, basically a quarter and a half of good football where San Francisco with a third-string quarter, Nick, quarterback Nick Mullins imploded. The Eagles won that game. Other than that, the Giants have a better resume tonight. I think we can all agree that's where we're going to take the points. Guys, uh, Joe, Carson Wentz has been sacked more than five times in three of the games already this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Exactly. And you know, you know what the problem is, too, is that they're not running the football consistently. I mean, even when Miles Sanders was in there, he would have maybe one or two runs, but they're still being yeah. put into long third-down situations, and opposing defenses are teeing off on that offensive line, utilizing blitz packages, and I don't think it stops tonight with a very aggressive defensive front in the New York Giants. I'll tell you what, for the Giants side of the ledger, guys, I think there's a lot of value on the touchdown scores. You know, Cam, sometimes these games, it's like, oh, man, even though they're a bad team, it's like, man, everyone's minus 120 and minus 135 exactly. to score a touchdown. Tonight, I don't know, FanDuel's in a good mood tonight. They're offering some pretty nice numbers for everybody on the Giants to score. Darius Slayton, plus 170. Man, I missed the days when I was the only one that knew who Darius Slayton was last year. <laughs> I was this guy at like Not anymore. Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, Devontae Freeman, plus 175. Evan Engram and uh, Joe, Philadelphia Eagles have struggled to stop tight ends, like a lot. Uh, they're giving up the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Evan Engram, Slayton's good, but Engram's the best player on the Giants. When he's healthy, the kid's a stud. And Jones yeah. can get him the ball as well. I think Engram, uh, um, Evan Engram, guys, at plus 240 to score a touchdown is good value pick right there. 
Yeah, that's a great assessment. I mean, he's a Travis Kelsey type of player, runs smooth routes. When he's healthy, you can mismatch him on linebackers and nickelbacks, and he's fluid, catches the football at its highest point. So I agree. Evan Ingram, as long as he's healthy, he can come on, not just in this game, but as the season progresses for the New York Giants. Cam, what are you looking at for touchdown props? Yeah, I was going to ask Joe. I think Daniel Jones is interesting tonight, too. We know one thing. He's a mobile guy. He's plus 430 for a touchdown. Joe, is that one maybe worth a flyer? And his rushing yards, 29 and a half. I got a feeling maybe if the plays break down, Jones is like, you know what? This is a game we got to win. We talk about everybody in the division struggling. He's an, he's an athletic guy. What do you think about 29 and a half rushing yards and maybe a touchdown prop at plus 430? That's swinging for the fences. Yeah, I think that's pretty good, Cam, in terms of that assessment. I mean, Lamar Jackson, 48 and a half rushing yards last week. I was on the over, broke a 37-yard touchdown run in the third quarter. So that's a great assessment for Daniel Jones. He's going to make plays outside the pocket, and he wants to win this ball game playing on the road. They're going to need the rushing game as well. Look for Philadelphia to take away a lot of deep passes. They'll play probably a lot of zone. That could allow him to break contain and make plays with his legs. Yeah, Daniel Jones is a very athletic guy. That's the one thing with him. He, he is, is a good scrambler. He's very athletic. He could be a good quarterback. He's just there, there's the decisions that he makes, or I should say the lack of his biggest <laughs> issue is his pocket presence, his awareness. Yes. Like I said, first when I saw the kid, I thought he was fearless. I was like, man, bodies are flying around this kid and he doesn't wince. Then I realized he's not fearless. He's clueless. He doesn't realize they're flying around. <laughs> right? It's so true. It, it's like, hold the ball. Slap. Yeah, I was like, man, this kid's tough. And it's like, no, he's just dumb. Right? Like, another guy that goes to one of these smart schools, goes to Duke. He's like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so smart. He went to Harvard. Then why does he turn the ball over so much? Like, H.O., like, same thing with Daniel Jones. He went to Duke. Oh, they're all so smart at Duke. Then why does he do so many dumb things? Because I think he forces balls into coverage in the sense he he wants to be the playmaker. So if it's not there, he feels like he has to make a play because all eyes are on him as being the franchise quarterback. But with maturity, with more years in the scheme and more years in the NFL, he'll learn either if it's not there, tuck it and run or throw the football away. That's better in terms of maintaining drives than putting your team and your defense out there for extended periods of time. Uh, he's gone over the 29 and a half in three of his last four games. He actually rushed for 74 yards last week against the Washington. Against Dallas, uh, it's pretty crazy. He had two rushing attempts for minus seven yards. He didn't, they, oh, but he was boy. able to throw. They were able to throw on the Cowboys. Uh, 45 rushing yards before that, 49 before that. I think you're on to something here. Giants need to move the ball any way that they possibly can. Uh, Philadelphia doesn't have a great pass rush, but still. Both offensive lines are pretty spotty. I'm going to be looking. I think there's going to be quite a few sacks uh, in this football game uh, tonight. As far as um, Philadelphia Eagle players are concerned, uh, Joe, who do you think stands out offensively uh, with the limited weapons that Wentz has? Who's he going to be looking at here tonight? I look at two players. I said Hakeem Butler at plus 700. How about Greg Ward? He seems to be the go-to guy for that offense right now. I just don't have any confidence in Philadelphia to move the football consistently. I mean, he throws to a number of different receivers. But Fulgham's another guy, too. Seemed to have a good relationship a couple of games ago Fulgham's with Pittsburgh. Fulgham's been up the targets, Joe, with yeah. Wes. He's been but I, 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 I want to get to Fulgham. I like his, yeah. I like his reception prop to the over guys. That's where I was going with this. Man, he's been targeted, guys, 23 times in the last two football games. 
Yeah, I would expect the Giants to take him away tonight. Double team him and force other mm -hmm. playmakers in that. And that's why I think like those other players in terms of the, the prop uh, touchdown perspective a little bit better. But he has something going. If you take away Fulgham from that offense, Carson Wentz has been very inconsistent in the passing game. All right, we're going we're gonna to get into a tonight's college football game on the other side with Joe Lisi. And uh, it's time, not for the UFC, although it is the UFC on Saturday. It's time for some Big Ten football, baby. College of football, the, uh, the, the schedule is starting to fill up. And I can't wait for some late night uh, football as well on Saturday nights. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions uh, continues. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Get on the grid. Uh, the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart lives on the grid. So does Joe Lisi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates or whatever video uh, device platform network you are watching us on right now. Uh, we're talking about the Thursday Nighter New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, we'll move on to some college uh, football. But uh, just um, in closing, Joe, you're on the New York Giants and you're on the over tonight. Yep, Giants and over, plus four and a half. I also took a little on the money line at plus 200, but I'm more on the over than the Giants. But, yes, Giants and the over tonight. Uh, Cam, New York Giants. New York Giants plus the points. Giants teased to the over, the over. Little sprinkle on the money line. And uh, I'm going to ride Lisey's pick with Greg Ward over 32 and a half receiving yards. I'll find another one, too. Oh, yeah, Daniel Jones, 29 and a half, over. I'm just thinking last uh, last Tuesday, you, me, and uh, Donnie were all on the same side of the Buffalo Bill game. That ended well. Yeah, we were. <laughs> no, it ended horribly. <laughs> yes, I have a better feeling tonight, though. So, I think we're all going to be happy tonight. The consensus, the cons the the game time decision, slam dunk, three three picks to none. <laughs> New York Giants. And we're all, <laughs> Giants, look how bad they are. And it's like, yeah, give me the Giants money line. So Giants over. Giants plus the points. <laughs> Giants teaser to the over. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, over rush yards. I'm going to be on all of the above. I'm going to get in on some Eagle props as well. All right, Joe. So let's. I want to get into the Big Ten, but let's get into um, me and Cam. We'll get back to the, uh, the the NFL game after. But as long as we have more time with Lisi here, what about tonight's college football game? I brought up uh, the fact that. Arkansas State fired a couple of uh, defensive coaches, including the defensive coordinator and uh, and a defensive assistant. Uh, get uh, fired, even though they won the football game. They're getting 13 and a half right now, Joe, against an App State football team that uh, has not played since September the 26th. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that'll benefit Appalachian State in this ballgame. Arkansas State has been very good to me. I had them against K-State, plus the 10.5. They won that ballgame outright. Also had Arkansas State against Georgia State a couple of weeks ago where they won that matchup 59-52. to But to me, guys, this is like a divergence. And what I mean by that is the consensus is slightly on Arkansas State, but the line opened up at 10 it's actually up to 13 and a half under that key number of 14. I'm actually 
actually going to lay the 13 and a half with Appalachian State tonight. Look for Zach Ooh. Thomas and the crew to bounce back in a big way. Is this a trap game tonight, Cam? Is this a trap with the Red Wolves? Know what, Gabe? I, like, I think we should listen to Lisi on this one. We were on. Oh, the Red Wolves were good to us that last game. Remember, it was a crazy game back and forth against Georgia State, but we got it done. I don't know. Lisi, I got to ask a question to you, though. What do we do with this total at 69 and a half? Gabe and I were talking about App State can actually play a little bit of defense. Is it too high? I think it is, because if App State has success, they're going to pound the rock. I mean, they rushed for over 300 against Charlotte, 408 against Campbell. That's their MO. They want to run the football, keep the opposing offense on the sidelines. So I like App State, but I think it can go under the 69.5 total tonight. Yeah, I'm going to be um, – I'm going to wait, guys, for the total uh, in-game on this one. Normally, I run to the window. Get out of my way. I got to get it on the over this game. <laughs> uh, but tonight – at 69 and a half, it's a little high. App State haven't played uh, in, a, in about a month's time, nearly a month's time right now. Not to mention, as you know, Joe, App State have a very good defense, right? They have a very good defense, mm-hmm. and they also have a good ground attack. So they're going to run the football. They're going to chew some clock up. They haven't played in a month. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be interested in jumping in on an in-game over if the number comes down. Uh, but I, I get it. I'm a little bit concerned, too, that App State – I know App State's a better football team. And I'm a little bit concerned if they start to pull away, but you know, in, in late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, they start to get it together. But I am interested in Arkansas State, uh, Joe. I'm getting cute here. Give me the Red Wolves in the first quarter, plus five and a half. Yeah, that's a good play. I mean, with the lack of uh, play time and practice time in terms of a month off, September 26th was the last time Appalachian State played. That offensive line continuity and from a defensive scheme perspective. Arkansas State might might jump out to a big lead or a 14-point lead in the first quarter, so that's a possibility. Uh, I, I I wouldn't, you know, stop you in terms of that bet. I just like Appalachian State for the game minus the 13 and a half in this ballgame. You can't stop me, Lisey. You can't. We do this every Sunday. Stop right? it. Stop we do it. this every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I told Gabe last week, let's take the Eagles plus the 21 and a half in game. Yeah. He just brushed me off. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, oh, right? What against? No, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but he's, he's the king. Oh, he's been good yeah. at it. Lisey's yeah. the king of jumping in on these, like when teams are getting routed. You like that, Joe, in the NFL. When teams are getting murdered. Oh, yeah, big time. You get that plus 24, 27, and stuff like that. I think you've covered every time, actually. Yeah, and I covered again Sunday with the Jets plus 25 and a half against the Dolphins, Gabe. Thank God for that bet. Thank God for that bet. I did not even think I didn't even think it was possible to sweat out 25 and a half from an in-game perspective in a National Football League game. But I I had the opportunity to do that in South Beach Sunday afternoon. It was ridiculous. I was chowing down dinner and holding on to a Jet ticket plus 25 and a half. Unbelievable. All right. So let's let's get into uh, let's get into the Big Ten. Uh, Big Ten uh, Fanduel's got uh, conference odds up uh, right now. So let's go team by team. Uh, we'll start off at the top uh, here. Can anybody? Ohio State is the overwhelming favorite uh, this year to win the Big Ten. Guys, minus three hundred, minus three hundred favorites, and then it's Wisconsin as the second choice at six to one. Penn State at plus six fifty. 
and then there's a big drop-off. And as a Michigan Wolverine, lifelong Michigan Wolverine fan, I almost want to, like, cry uh, when I see that Michigan are 20 to 1, not to win the national championship, to win the conference. Like, man, <laughs> like, this is what it's come to? Like, really? Yes. Like, we're 20 to 1 to yeah. win a conference? Like, I remember the, I, I don't know, I'm old enough to remember when Michigan <laughs> was 7 to 1 to win the title. All right? But here we are, Lisey. Wow. Can, but is this Ohio State? Are Ohio State just going to easily run the table here? Is the hype worth it? Is the hype justified for this Buckeye team and Justin Fields? I'll put it into perspective. Since 2015, Ohio State against Big Ten opponents, 43-4 and four straight up. I'm not, I'm not running in, in, in front of that train in terms of the Buckeyes. If there's any team that can knock off Ohio State, you would have to say it's Penn State and possibly Michigan because it's a rivalry game, guys. But outside of that, I don't see a clear contender. I don't like Wisconsin with Jack Cohn. I thought at the start of the year, Iowa had a shot. Then the off-the-field issues have me concerned, especially for this team in terms of the continuity and unity uh, for the Big Ten season. But I think it's Ohio State and everybody else. But at 20-1, to 1, you might as well take a shot on Michigan. You know, it's funny, funny you bring that up, actually, because it is a monster number. So Ohio State's minus 300, Wisconsin, the Badgers uh, rebuilding on offense. Of course, Jonathan Taylor uh, now with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, but we've seen the, the Wisconsin Badgers just, uh, they've been, it's tailback you over the last uh, decade or so uh, there. They've got 18 of their top 20 tacklers back as well. So defensively, they're, they're rock solid. What do you think of the game tomorrow, Joe, with Illinois? Revenge situation for the Badgers, but can their offense, will their offense put up enough points to pull away and cover that type of number? And speaking of Michigan, former uh, former quarterback, and I want to get your take on a new Michigan quarterback too, but uh, Brandon Peters with Illinois right now returns for the Illini. night. What are you making a game tomorrow night, Joe? Yeah, I, I think Wisconsin could win because of the rematch perspective, the, the more physical team. But I would still take the 19 and a half, 20 points with Illinois. I know it's a revenge type of atmosphere and spot uh, for Wisconsin, but we've seen week one matchups, even Clemson laying a huge number. Uh, and, and the lack of fall camp and practice time really affected the spread perspective. The underdogs were covering straight through week number five. So I would take the large spread, especially with a week one game in the Big Ten. So Wisconsin wins, but giving the 19 and a half with Illinois. Brandon Peters, to me, a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. Needs the running game to get going to work off and play action. If Wisconsin jumps up early and forces Illinois to match them score for score, it's going to be a long day for the Illini in this matchup. I don't like the sounds of that. Uh, Ken? No, you don't like the sounds of that. I want to ask, ask Joe, Gabe, because they, they're going to start a little bit later in conferences. Gabe knows I like the Pac-12. I got some relatives over there. Oregon's the favorite on FanDuel, a plus 170. They're going to eventually get going. Is there anybody else but the Ducks that you would look at, Joe, in that conference if people are going to bet it? Washington 7-1, to Utah 7-1, to or is Oregon heads and shoulders above everybody? I don't think Oregon is, guys. I mean, they lose Justin Herbert. Anthony Brown's fighting for a job in terms of the quarterback position. They lose their starting tackle pool to the NFL. He's opted out. And three or four starters from the secondary. So I don't think Oregon's a shoe in to win the Pac-12. I like Washington State and Arizona State as dark horses. I think the front runner at this point right now because of the quarterback position and the shortened season, give me USC and Keaton Slovis. They have the offensive weapons. I'm not sold in terms of 
of this Pac-12 as a whole. I think it's a light schedule, so I'll take USC as the next best team and has an opportunity, unfortunately, to crack the college football playoff because of the limited schedule right now. All right, so uh, Michigan's playing Minnesota. Uh, let's talk about oh, yeah. games and teams that are playing this weekend and uh, not starting oh, no. in a couple I, of weeks. No, we're talking uh, about Big Ten futures. I just thought I'd throw it in, but continue. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're sorry, talking Gabe. about the Big Ten futures. Exactly. Yeah. Teams okay. in the Big Ten camp. Okay, teams in, okay, okay. Uh, so Michigan's playing Minnesota, uh, Joe. Uh, Minnesota's getting three points. Uh, Michigan's quarterback, Joe Milton, gets the call right now. You know, people don't really know about Joe Milton, uh, but mm. physically – Physically, I mean, the kid's got the package. He can throw it 70 yards through the air. He's got a cannon. He's built like Cam Newton, six foot four and a half, six foot five, 245 pounds. Gets the call uh, right now. What do you make of uh, Joe Milton and what are you expecting from him? He doesn't have a ton of weapons to work with, though. They're laying three points on the road against the Gophers in the opener. Yeah, I think when you look at this matchup, Minnesota has COVID issues and a number of players won't play. So that's why the line flip-flopped from Michigan to Minnesota. Now they're laying three points in this matchup. But Joe Milton's an athletic quarterback. He's solid. You could utilize him outside the pocket in terms of RPOs. I think Michigan won't miss a beat now. They need to run the football to be more effective. And I think they could do that, Gabe. You look at Minnesota's defense, no Carter Coughlin, no Antoine Winfield Jr. from that secondary. And more importantly, from the series perspective, Michigan since 2012-2 straight up, even though they last played in 2017, this is one of my better bets for the Big Ten this weekend. I love the Wolverines. think they win this ballgame by double digits. Uh, Michigan down to two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half right now. This game is Saturday night at uh, 740. All right, Joe, so before we get you out of here, Penn State and Indiana, a little bit of line movement here. Uh, a lot of people think the Hoosiers are a live dog in this uh, this football game. It's tough to tell. It's the opener for all these teams. But Penn State was laying six and a half, down to five and a half right now. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm taking the points. I'm taking Indiana on the money line. I mean, Penn State's won six straight by 14.1 points per game. Last two games decided by a total of 12 points, and the Hoosiers have covered both of those games. They have some playmakers like Stevie Scott at the running back position, Peyton Hendershot at tight end, and I like their quarterback, Phoenix. He's mobile, can make plays outside the pocket, and without Micah Parsons to the Penn State defense and Journey Brown, their running back, I think Penn State's in for rude awakening and bloom and bloom uh excuse me bloomington i think indiana strikes the upset this coming saturday joe lisi check him out saturday morning on the grid with mike blewett and you can catch me and joe lisi talking nfl football during the games on in-game live sunday afternoon at one o'clock eastern thanks uh joe game time decisions continues SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, thanks to Joe Lisi uh, for joining us and uh, talking Big Ten football. Cam tried to get ahead and uh, talk. Normally, you skip games, Cam. 
Normally you skip games and stuff, skip ahead. Yeah, you just skipped ahead like three weeks worth of football. The Pac-12 is like weeks away from playing, bro. I just want to see who he liked in the conference. That's all. But uh, we got through everything. Know, we're, I'm back. We're I'm sorry. Of, we were in the middle of a Big Ten. Like, it's like um, it's like doing, doing like a UFC preview and asking the guests. So, what do you think of uh, what do you think of a French Open tennis tournament? <laughs> I like Nadal. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. I, ju- I jumped the gun there. I jumped the gun. No, because we were talking futures. I just went to futures. But, yes, we, we should have done the Big Ten, futures, games, and then at the end if there was time. I get it. I know. I get excited. I just want to put some futures in. That's all. <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. That's that's true. Just want to get Lisey's advice. Well, fire away. I think I will. All right, so I think I will. I'm going to have to start uh, putting my picks in because I have so many of them for the football game tonight. And Correct. It always seems to be this way with these crappy games that I end up with a million picks uh, on the game. But as of right True. now, we're looking at the uh, the Giants plus the points, the game to go over the number. We talked about the teaser, but uh, props. Daniel Jones is a good rushing quarterback. The kid is fast. Um, their line isn't very good, so he does take off a lot. Three of the last four games. He's gone over 29 and a half. We talked about Fulham, uh, Fulgham and, um, and the targets, man. 23 targets in the last two football games. Uh, it's just absolutely crazy. So Carson Wentz clearly has an affinity for throwing this, uh, the, this dude the ball. And it's not like the New York Giants really have a shutdown corner that's going to shut people down uh, to begin with. And then we'll, you know, we'll get into the reception props and the TD props. There's value tonight, guys. You know, it's one good thing, like, when when there's a perceived bad game, people don't know what to do with it, right? So they have to try to get action in on it. So therefore, they're giving us good numbers. Like it's, if it's the Chiefs and the Ravens and stuff, everybody's like minus one forty to score a touchdown. Tonight, exactly. everybody's like plus one seventy and plus two forty. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital three hundred and sixty. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 